E aí, galera, bem-vindos ao meu primeiro podcast, Fica Vai Ter Bolo. É um podcast onde eu vou convidar alguns amigos para a gente falar sobre assuntos diversos e eu espero que vocês gostem. Nesse meu primeiro podcast, eu trouxe um amigo que mora fora há muito tempo e ele vai falar um pouquinho dessas experiências dele morando fora. Então, eu espero que vocês gostem. Hi, guys, welcome to my very first podcast. And today, I have a friend here with me, Sam, and he's going to talk about his experiences living abroad. So, hey, Sam, how are you? Hello, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. No problem. So how are you today? I'm pretty good. As good as can be. And you? I'm good. I mean, Perfect. a little bit tired, but good. <laughs> I had a, you had a busy day. Busy day in the life of Regis. Oh, it was not that busy. I don't know why I'm tired, to be honest. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, so thanks for having me for your first podcast. Oh, my God. I'm so honored. It's really nice to have you here. Thank you. I want you to, to tell the people who are listening us listening to us, I mean, your name and where are you from? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. So my name is Sam. I'm from England. And I've been traveling around the world for maybe the last four to five or six years, seven years, maybe. And um, Regis wants to talk to me about why I do it and where have I been and what's it like living in different places and we thought it would be cool to let other people listen um yep, so hopefully in the future once this situation is done we can all go traveling and go to places we want to visit mm. yes and i'm particularly interested because i've never had that kind of life it's almost like a gypsy life and it's so interesting <laughs> it must be exciting yeah it pretty much is yeah it pretty much is a life like that where You go to a different place and you're not sure what you are gonna encounter or what to expect, right? You can you can do your research from Google and blogs, but most of the time you're not Reality sure if different, right? honest. Yeah, exactly. Reality is very different, you know. Um, and a lot of people just lie about places as well, right? Um, They make the places sound better. I mean, like look better. Sometimes, but even if you go to these a lot of travel vlogs and read about countries, most of the time the people haven't even been there, you know. Um, and it's a big industry. This happens a lot with these big, big websites. They write about a country and cities, but they've never actually been there. They just get their information from Google and pretend they've been there. That's crazy, right? right? I know, but that's how it is, you know. This is how it is. But first things first, so you are from England, and mm -hmm. uh, where in England? London. London, amazing. Mm -hmm. I've never been there, but I think it's, I imagine it's a great city. Um, yeah, it's a good city, <laughs> but, like, but like any big city, you have your great parts and you have your not so good parts, right? Wait, so. did I sense like a dramatic pause before you answer? Yeah, because you need to remember, I've lived in so many places right now. So my perspective on London is not the same as maybe someone who has constantly lived in London for throughout their 20s. You know, That, I've left and been to different places. So I've, I've, I have things to compare it to, right? But if you're just in the place, you have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. 
That's no. a great point of view, actually. Because mm. now you see things from the outside. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's a good place, but it all depends on why, why you're visiting there, right? Like most people go to London because they want to see where the queen lives and the royal family and things like this, you know? Um, <laughs> and yeah, if, if you go into London for that, then it's great. It's a good tourist place, yeah. Let's not forget about Harry Potter. You know people what? Go there, I mean, people go there also because of Harry Potter nowadays. Which is actually crazy because there's only one part of Harry Potter was filmed in London. The yeah, rest of Harry know, Potter right? was, filmed, it was filmed in Scotland. I mean, but most people don't know it. I, I mean, know, the real right? fans... The I only think thing, do, yeah, the, I think the only thing filmed in London was the... You know, when Harry Potter goes down the, the alleyway to get his first wand... And there's also the platform. Yes, and the platform. Yeah, exactly. Trains to Hogwarts. You have that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so, a Harry Potter world there now. <laughs> yeah. So, Sam, <laughs> yeah. Uh, why did you leave home? Um, well, I had a friend who I knew from my old job. And we were talking one day. Actually, it wasn't even talking. She just messaged me and she said, hey, I'm planning to go traveling. For three months, do you want to come along? And I had money saved, fortunately, and I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And maybe two months later, I left. Right. So it was a very, very quick, quick um, turnaround. You know, from her asking me to me leaving it was so fast. Were you working then? I was working for a a, a courier company, a logistics company. Oh. Actually, was I? No, actually, no, I'd left, I, I'd left that job. I'd left that job. I'd left the job in that. Yeah, I'd left the job a few months before that, actually. Yeah. So at the time, I wasn't working. So nothing was really holding you back, right? Nothing would have held me back anyway, to be honest. If I had a job, I would have quit anyway. So, so you are free spirit. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a free spirit. I, I was never interested in doing the same job every day going to the same bars and restaurants every single weekend for the rest of my life in the same yeah. town in the same city that does nothing to me you know um and i was fortunate like this is the thing i was fortunate enough to be in a situation where i could go and travel right yeah. whereas yeah. a lot of people don't have that luxury but for me i was fortunate because i was still living at home i'd worked for a year and pretty much just saved money you know, so mm -hmm. yeah, I was fortunate in that way. Yeah, I mean that's great. How old were you? Um, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-two. Wait, twenty-two? Yeah, I think twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. Mm. pretty young. Exactly. I mean, but that's great. You gotta see the world. I wish um, I had done the same thing. Yeah, it all depends on, on the person's personality, though, right? And their culture. Culture is a big part of it. Um, if you're, uh, I don't know how to explain it. A lot of people are, are too scared to even go and work in a different city, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're going to leave their friends and family, let alone go into a completely different country. 
right? That's like, that's not even an option. Um, so this can down to, which is not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just like, it is what it is, right? Everyone's yeah. different. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, living your country because you left your country and then you went to a place that was totally different from the place you were leaving. A total, a totally different culture and everything, right? What yeah, was the, exactly. I mean, I know the first place you went to, but what was the first place you went to? Okay, so the first place we went to was Thailand. Thailand. So in the West, right? Let's say the West. Europeans, if they go traveling in Asia, it's usually Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. This is pretty much what everyone does as their, let's say, first backpacking trip. Is there a reason right? why? I think it's because Thailand has been having this type of high level of tourism for maybe 10 or 15 years, 20 years maybe. So it's just established. Like you can go there and it's easy. There's hotels everywhere. A lot of, a lot of people can speak like conversational English. Mm -hmm. um, and then because Thailand, Cambodia and Vietnam are all very close to each other, it's very easy to just cross the border, right? Because they're landlocked countries. Yeah. You know? Whereas so England's first... not. England's separated by an ocean. Not an ocean, but water. And, <laughs> yeah. So the first place, Thailand. And exactly. tell me a little bit about that. Wow. So I remember the first night I... Do I remember the first night I got there? I'm not sure. I think I was drunk for the first <laughs> night I got there. I don't, I don't you remember. You were drunk when you got there? Yeah. Yeah, Did because you when you do an international flight, you, I don't know if it's the same in South America, but you get free alcohol on like a, depending on the time of travel or when you, something like that. But you get free alcohol on the plane. Free I was taking, a, free I was taking advantage of it. <laughs> exactly. So I remember I got off. What, what did I do? And we get to the airport. Yes, we got a taxi from the airport to the hostel. So when I travel, I always stay in hostels, you know. Um, I did stay in hostels because it's cheap. You're going to meet different people there. Um, and it's just easy, you know. Don't you think it's a little bit dangerous? Or being in a hostel? Yeah. No, why? Because you're sharing the room with a lot of people. Yeah, but there's, there's a, <laughs> how can I say this? That's true, but it depends on what type of hostel you're staying in, right? Mm -hmm. Like for me, I would rather pay more to be in a much better hostel than go super cheap, right? So yeah. it's not always true, but usually people think that the more they spend in a hostel, the better the people are going to be there, right? Mm -hmm. In a way. Like if you have a MacBook, for example, and you go to a, a, a hostel where you're paying more, you might see more people with that sort, them sort of items, right? Yeah. Whereas if you go to a very, very cheap hostel, which I've also done before, it's mainly people just smoking and drinking, right? Mm -hmm. But I've done both. So it depends on the type of person you are, right? Yeah. For sure. Especially for girls, um, a lot of hostels now have girls-only dormitories. Which is so girls, yeah, exactly. So girls can stay with girls, which is cool. Yeah, right? 
and guys can stay with guys or whatever. And then you have mixed as well, where you have guys and girls, right? I usually stayed in, actually, no, was there only males? No, there was only female and mixed. They're the only ones. And of course, I, I stayed in mixed, right? Because it's <laughs> the only option I had. You know? um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, you arrived there, you were drunk, and then what? Um, dude, honestly, I don't remember. I was, I was, I pretty much I slept for that whole day. So I think from <laughs> England to Thailand was 11 hours, 13 hours, I think. Really? I thought the flight would be shorter than that. I think that's how long it took. Yeah. You got different time zones. And of course the culture, like when you get to Thailand, it's, it's so, I landed in Bangkok, right? It's mm -hmm. so busy. It's so noisy. Like everything's happening people are shouting there's smell of food everywhere there's like this noise right so you're totally brain... different from gray london right <laughs> exactly so, so so the noise just the noise just um drains you right it makes you tired it was overwhelming just... i wouldn't say it was overwhelming like for me i don't i don't think i ever got culture shock oh, right? i see yeah i was more like this is what it is like it's fine i'll get used to it like it wasn't like a, a shock for me does that make sense yeah that's pretty interesting because most of people experience the cultural shock yes that's true but i'm not sure that's because i left so young right yeah i'm not more sure that's because... more adaptable yeah, exactly. But it's cool. For, for me, I think a lot of people get culture shock because they're not, I wouldn't say they're scared, but, but it's an uncomfortable environment for them, right? Whereas for me, I love that environment. I love when it's crazy and it's noisy and it's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a different world. Yeah. So what so did you, I do? So, so I slept. In, a, in an exciting yeah. way. Exactly. I see things in an exciting way. Um, yeah. But obviously, every country is different, right? We'll get to that. <laughs> not, <laughs> it's not the same for every country. And some, some places I've been to, it's a different atmosphere. So. Um, so, yeah, I was in Thailand. I slept, finished my hangover, went to get food, of course, because Thailand's famous for street food, right? So when you go out, there's street food everywhere. I don't know if I would eat like in the streets i'm really afraid of it um see i i was but then at the same time thailand has been having this street food culture for like 10 years 15 20 years right so the cooks and the and the street food is not like like they're pretty much professionals at what they do you know? yeah. it's very different than going somewhere else and getting off the street like mm -hmm. but these are like professional cooks in a way it's their whole job doing it for maybe 10, 20 years. They know exactly what they're doing, right? And the reason the food's good is because it has to be good or they won't make business because there's so much competition food-wise, right? So if, if people start getting sick from your food, who's going to eat the street food? Nobody, right? Yeah. So, so I think they're making con a conscious effort to make sure everything is pretty... Good. 
for example, the only time I got food poisoning was in Thailand, and it was from a restaurant and not street food. Really? Yes. I mean, that's surprising. Story. I never got food poisoning from street food, but I got food poisoning, really bad food poisoning from a restaurant. Yeah. Man, that's interesting. I mean, not your, not your, not your food poisoning, not you getting food poisoning. That was bad. What I mean, I thought restaurants would be safer. That's what you think, but no. You see, that's so. That's why it's so interesting talking to someone who's been through it. I mean, you've lived there, and then it's the this whole new perspective on the subject. Like, I never thought that a restaurant wouldn't be safe for me to eat. I mean, like a good one. I, I've always been afraid of street food, but it's really nice to know that street food's not dangerous there. It's actually yeah, but sense. yeah, but, it, it, but look at it from the other way, right? How many people, probably in Brazil as well, like Brazil, England, USA, blah blah, who get food poisoning all the time, right? But ninety-five percent of that food poisoning comes from restaurants. Right? Yeah. So makes you think. Yeah, makes you think for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay, and I think it may, might be because as well, a lot of these street food vendors will get their produce quite fresh and use it within the day. So let's say they have chicken or whatever. I think they try, try and cook everything within one or two days, where a restaurant might try and hold it for longer. You know? Yeah, that is that. Oh. So yeah, so there I am in Thailand. Living the life, enjoying. Yep, living life, enjoying the world. So I ended. So I started in Bangkok. I was there for maybe two weeks. Were you no, with I your wasn't. friend then? Yes, I was with my friend for maybe. A, so I was with my friend for a a, a a few days in Bangkok. Then we flew down to. Um, uh, what's it called? The famous place in Thailand. I forgot the name of it. Anyway, we flew down to the south. Oh, Phuket. Flew down to Phuket. Phuket is like, is like your gateway to the islands of Thailand, right? So if you go to Thailand and you want to go to all the islands, that's pretty much your gateway is Phuket. Okay? So mm-hmm. we flew there. We went to the islands. And then I was with her on the islands. And then we pretty much split ways, you know? pretty much split ways because she was very much a a beach islander girl right whereas me i was more of like a city boy a city boy yeah exactly i'm a city boy where she was more of a, of a beach girl and she liked to play i don't know volleyball on the beach or get drunk on the beach but i'd rather be in a bar in a city getting drunk right <laughs> so it's different um and also, I, I like beaches, but I get bored. Like, after a while, I get bored. Oh, my God. Me, too. I get a little bit bored after a while. I mean, there's not, there's not much to do there. And then I went into this, and, and I went into this hostel on this island in Kopipi, and it was... Oops, they said a bad word. And it was... Yeah, you can was, say bad words. Oh, okay. And this hostel... You can say bad words. This hostel Be as natural as you can shit, right? So I go into this hostel and it's just, I won't say the name, okay? But it was just like bunk beds. I don't know, like, you know what a bunk bed is? 
you know, yeah, yeah. Right? But someone's on the bottom and someone's on top. But yeah. the cheapest metal ones you could find, right? Just in one big room, and it had one little bathroom. But, but you know what? I thought bunk beds were like common in hostels. They are, but these ones were shit. I'm talking like they could even be like 20 years old, right? They were like, <laughs> and and they had they had no barrier, right? So on my first night, on my first night, there was a guy sleeping and he was drunk and he rolled off the top bunk. Oh my god! And he, and he fell down. Yeah, and landed on his face on the floor. And I was, was he injured? No, he, dude, he didn't know. He didn't even know what planet he was on. Like he was like, <laughs> he was he so was out of it. He was so baked. Right? He didn't know what was happening. Um, but yeah, and then there was a guy in, in the hostel who got a tattoo on his stomach, but he ran away from the tattoo parlor, right? And hid inside the hostel, inside this hostel. And I was sleeping. This is like the third night. I was sleeping and suddenly like, no shit, like the Thai mafia of this island just come into the hostel. No way. Searching. It's for real, searching for this guy. Dude, they had like, they had like, um, oh, I don't remember, like knives or like machete things. Oh, dude. Yeah, because, he, dude, his, he got his whole stomach tattooed. And maybe oh his chest God. as well. And he just ran. That's crazy. And a lot of these islands are pretty much run by organizations, you know, um, in Thailand. So, yeah. Were you frozen with fear? No, they were nice. They, they were nice people. Like they had no interest in any of us apart from him. All know? right, no, that, that was yeah. good. Yeah, they had no interest. And I think what happened is, I think they found him and they took him to an they took him to an ATM to get the money. And I think they gave him maybe twelve hours to leave the island. Yeah, and they gave him twelve hours to leave the island. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, or well, they were gonna some damage but yeah he was from wales actually uh, he, so he was a gringo there he was a gringo yeah he was a gringo. <laughs> exactly yeah so that was a um yeah the, the, the whole culture there is um is very uh different because when i went there you could that people who like to smoke and things right i don't yeah. really do that i don't really do that sort of thing but you could buy that sort of stuff from the bar, right? So you could go to the bar and order a, a drink, and I say a whiskey and coke, and you could also get a joint at the same hey, but time. It's not legal though, right? It's totally no, legal. No, but, but I don't think it is legal. But the fact is the whole island is run by, like, who's going to stop them? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, true. Like I think some barman was telling me that like the last police officer goes back home on a boat at like 6 p.m., so like the rest of the, the rest of the night, the island is just run by the, these these other people. So yeah, you'd see people smoking all the time and drinking, and ne- and, and I never saw anything bad happen. Never. Oh, that's interesting. No. Apart from the guy who ran away with a tattoo. Right? I mean, don't you think it's a little bit frightening to be in a place like that? I mean, they no. could do whatever they want. 
to you. Not really, because why would they? Because you've got to think, they they don't need money. They make millions and millions of tourism on these islands. So why would they want anything bad to happen to tourists? So if anything bad happens to tourists, then the island's not going to make as much money, right? Oh, yeah. Which is true for that. There wasn't, there is another island called um, Hotel, I think it is, where some backpackers have actually been killed on the island. Yeah. And it has a really bad reputation now. That no. island. Yeah. Which is bad. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, but Thailand, for anyone, is a really good, it's a good, cheap place to travel to. I don't know if I'd feel safe there. But then again, I'm from Brazil. Who am I to talk? <laughs> Brazil is not the safest place in the world. Yeah, <laughs> true. It, the thing about Thailand is you're not going to get in trouble unless you're doing bad stuff, right? Usually the only people who get in trouble are like these, these sex tourists, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are the only, these, like nothing else or, or just fucking idiots. Like there's idiots everywhere, you know? Yeah. If you're a normal person, nothing's going to happen to you. Oh, that's a relief. Of course, yeah. It's, I think it's the same as it's the same as anywhere, though. If you re, in in a lot of places, maybe not all places, but if you respect the people, they respect you. You know. But if you're if you're disrespecting the people and, and the place, then you're gonna get in trouble, right? Yeah, that's kind so, of a an universal rule. Yeah, but it doesn't. I can be in some places, and it does not matter. I'll still get robbed. I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, Brazil, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's a great place. I love my country, but I have to be really honest about it. I mean, you're going to get robbed. Respect, no respect, you're going to get robbed. Some videos are just like. I know like like four people who have been to Brazil, and all of them were robbed. All of them. Yeah. That's sad, really. That's really sad. I had one who went to Rio. And on his first night, he got robbed at gunpoint. His first but you night. know what? I mean, I'm, gringos are like sitting ducks here because they don't actually know anything about the place. I mean, like the reality of the place. And they think they can walk around with their phones, taking pictures. Having the a- thing is, he, he was actually just standing outside of his hostel. Yeah, but it happens. It happens a lot. And the problem is with him. He, he was he's huge. Like, dude, he must have been like, for height, what do you use? Do you use feet or centimeters? Centimeters. Oh, I don't know what it is. In centimeters. Um, like one point ninety. Ah, oh, the hit. I think it's maybe like two meters. Easily. Two meters. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's really huge. Yeah, but but he wasn't a skinny dude either. Like he wasn't muscly. He was like cuddly. Yeah. Chunky dude, right? <laughs> so and he was. Pure white, so for, even from a mile away, someone could see him. You know. Yeah. But you're right about street. You need street. Um, you need to be street smart. Yeah, you've got to be street smart here for sure. So in most places, like I've been to some places, I wouldn't walk around with my iPhone out, or I wouldn't walk around with um, money out. I'd only go to ATMs in in shopping malls, things like this. Mm. Yeah. Not in every place, but in a lot of places, yeah. Mm. So, but let's go back to Thailand, right? <laughs> the wise we can... Okay, so, let's go to Thailand. 
And then how long did you stay there? About a month in Thailand. And then I got a... I got a plane from... What happened? Okay, so, so I said to my friend, hey, I'm going to go to Cambodia. I rang her and she was like, hey, I'm going to go too. I'm going to get the bus, right? Mm-hmm. And the bus was like... I don't know how long it would be, like 15 hours or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, how much is it? And she told me the price, and I was like, okay, it's cheap, right? Maybe let's say it was $20 or whatever, right? For example, to get the bus from Thailand to Cambodia, okay? Or maybe even less, maybe even like $10, right? Yeah, it was really cheap. Yeah, but then I looked at flights, and I was like, the flight was $30, and it was like an hour, I mean, which is not that expensive either. Exactly. So I was like, fuck that. I'm going to get the plane. Yeah, and I think she was like, yeah, but if you get the bus, you're going to get the experience. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, listen, yeah. there's no way for the sake of 10 or $15, I'm going to fucking go on a bus for 13 hours. There's no Maybe way. She wanted to see the sights. Yeah, but for me, I'm not having it. There's no way. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way I'm doing it. However, I did do it in the next country, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, so I flew from Bangkok to Siem Reap in Cambodia, which is the capital. I think it's, maybe it's not. Maybe it is the capital of Cambodia. I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, and then I was in Cambodia. And how was it? Was it very different from Thailand? Cambodia is very different from Thailand because the history is very recent. Um, you know? I'm not sure. Maybe the last 20 years. They used to have a leader, a government, I think it was a government of Cambodia who killed millions of people. He was a dictator. He was a dictator. Yeah, he was a dictator. He was a very far left dictator, just to add. Um, most dictators are left-wing, right? Anyway. Um, so, yeah, he killed a lot of people there. So the population in Cambodia was quite young. So the average person you'd see on the street would look young. I'd say like under 40, maybe, under 30, which was That's strange. Crazy. Very strange, yeah. Um, so, yeah, when you go there, you can... The most famous thing in the country is called Angkor Wat. It's like, um, anyone can Google this. It's A-N-G-K-O-R space W-A-T. It's like all these temples in the north of Cambodia, which are amazing. Really, really, really amazing. Um, So I went there, saw all of this history, and then I thought, I know the recent history is horrible, but I have to learn about the recent history, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I need to learn about what happened to this country. So I went to this museum, which was an old prison. And you could see, you can go into the cells and um, see where the prisoners lived. Not even prisoners, just people, right? What about the vibe? Oh, dude, the vibe in there was horrible because you think um, people were in here knowing that they were going to die, right? Eventually. Yeah. However, also, some some travelers do not give a fuck. 
right? Like I was in this, I was in a room and there was a couple, a man and a woman who were kissing each other. My God. I know, right? So some people don't care. They actually got kicked out. Remember someone reported them and security threw them out. They were kissing each other like in this, in this room where there was prison cells. Man, the disrespect. Awful. I know, right? Um, they were, uh, I believe they were German. I remember, I remember they were German. Yeah. Or Austrian. They were speaking German. Um, but anyway, yeah. So after that, there's, there's another place called... Um, so after that, there's another place called the Killing Fields, which is where you can go and go to this place where they used to kill people, which is very a very horrific place. Um, and I think I told you before that there's a tree there where they used to pick up babies by their feet and they would smash the babies onto the tree by their heads to kill them. Man, that's horrifying. And why would they do that? Horrifying. I don't know. Yeah, it's horrifying. Um, yeah, so that was a very... I believe, yeah, I believe I, people I, I call that, that dark that tourism. That one fucked me up. That one fucked me up. Yeah, yeah, it is dark tourism. I agree. It's dark tourism. But at the same time, it's like you have to see it, right? It's like you just have to see it because, oh, take it back. My, my driver to the museum, to the prison, his parents were in the, in the prison. Right? And he so, has to work with that. I mean, that's crazy. Exactly. Like, exactly. his parents were there, and then he makes a living out of taking people there. The irony of it. Exactly, right? It's horrific. But yeah, so they used to take... So in these fields, there was lots of things that I'd shoot people, or they would pick up the babies by their feet, kill them on a tree. Um, yeah. After that day, it, it, it fucked me up, you know, a little bit, let's say. Who wouldn't be fucked up? I mean, I that sitting couple, there afterwards that with a cigarette and a, and a beer, just thinking like, this is crazy, right? Yeah. And this can happen to people, you know. And it happened to people. It did happen to people. And it was so recent where it was, um, when was it? Maybe um, it was so recent, 1975 to 1979. Right? That's so cruel. Human beings can be awful. Exactly. And they also um, they have these huge graves where they would put all the dead people inside the graves. Yeah. How do you call those? Uh, there's a name for that. Mass uh, graves. Yes, mass graves. Yeah. The energy yeah. must be horrible. Well, I'm not, and I'm not even, you're talking about energy, right? I, I remember that the death toll in this sort of region, I think, was two and a half million people were killed by the government. My God. Two and a half million. So That's terrible. The vibe was definitely um, dangerous there. Yeah. And the people were so nice, but you also have to remember that in this place, the people are so nice, but also they don't really have anything, right? So me, I'm the type of person that I wouldn't walk around with my iPhone out of respect in a way, mm -hmm. you know, because 
it makes you look like a, a another <laughs> um, an empathetic person, right? Yes. Like, but other people don't give a shit, you know. Were they like That's taking right. pictures and stuff? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're allowed. I don't think you're allowed to take pictures in kidney fields. I can't. All right. I didn't take any pictures anywhere because I was like, I don't need to. Yeah. Like it's weird. It, it's strange. It is really weird. Yeah, it's pretty horrific, man. I don't know if I would go there. And I yeah. like history, but I don't know if I go. Yeah, but you say that until you're there, and it's very different because the local people are saying, "Hey, you need to learn our history." You know. It might be scary for you, but like, but that's your feelings. This is facts, right? This is what happened to us, you know. And that's it. So yeah, I wasn't in Cambodia for long, and I went to Cambodia from from, from Cambodia. I then went. I then went to Vietnam. And how was that? I mean, you went there by bus, right? Yeah, dude, I went there by bus, right? So. <laughs> I told you this story before, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had food poisoning the night before I got on the bus, right? So on the journey to Vietnam, oh my God, <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, sick and on the bus. Oh, no sick and on the bus, like. And I think there was a few people who had who had um, bad stomachs on the bus, and the driver had to keep stopping so people can go to the toilet in the in the in the countryside on the grass. <laughs> yeah, find the bushes. Yeah, I don't know why. Why did I? Why did I um, get a bus there? I don't remember. I have no idea why I got a bus there, but I did. I wouldn't do it again. There's no way. There's nothing exciting about being on a bus for all that time. You know, <laughs> nothing excited about it. It's really tiring. Super tiring. Super, 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 super tiring. But yeah, so I got to Vietnam, and then I met a I met a guy who I first met in Bangkok. Right. So I met a guy in Bangkok. Um, of course, I did a lot more things in Thailand and Cambodia, but we can talk about that. On another show, okay? Yeah. Um, I went to more places in these countries, but I met a guy from Thailand who who I then went with to Cambodia, but he went to Vietnam before me. Okay. So I met him in Vietnam in Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah. Ho Chi Minh. Yeah, it's called Ho Chi Minh. Yeah. Ho Chi Minh. And then yeah, I was in Vietnam, and then um. I think at this point, this was after like three months, I was very, I was so used to what I was like, what was going to happen, right? I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to see all these cool places. I'm probably going to get diarrhea eventually. Because <laughs> in every country you travel, you do, it just messes you up. Um, I have, my friend, <laughs> my friend had diarrhea every single day he was in Vietnam. Pretty much every day. Wasn't he, he dehydrated? He just couldn't handle the food. In, in the, in, he just couldn't handle the food. You know? So what happens is a lot of foreigners end up going to 
McDonald's or like KFC or Burger King, right? And people say, oh, but dude, you have to eat the local food, man. Yes, it's it's very nice to say eat local food, but not when you're shitting yourself every single night, right? (laughs) You don't need to eat local food. Exactly. So it's better to just go to McDonald's or KFC and then you can actually enjoy your trip. You know, that's what I do. That's what I do when I when I travel. I mean, safety first. Exactly. Exactly. Apart from Thailand, it's good there. But, and other countries I've been to is also good. But yeah, in, in Cambodia, Vietnam, even for me, nine, 80% of the things I ate would just fuck me up. You know what? Um, it doesn't I, even make sense. Why would you eat bad food and then get sick? You wouldn't, like, enjoy your trip. Because you'd be sick. How can you exactly. enjoy a trip when you're sick? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I was in Vietnam. And then when, I was, when you go to these hostels, there's usually a, a thing on the wall which tells you about all the trips in the country or the city you're in, right? Mm-hmm. And you can book them through the hostel. So, I booked uh, a trip to... It's called the Coochie Tunnels, which is where you can go and see... When America had the war with Vietnam, you can see how the Vietnamese used to fight and how they managed to go underground in the tunnels. Um, and you can go inside. You can go inside the tunnels, and they're tiny. And if you're claustrophobic, like you'll freak out. Like it's scary. It's scary as shit inside these tunnels, bro. Like you're underground, and oh, dude, I can't explain it. Like they're really long, but for maybe for every 15 meters or something, there'd be like a, an opening where they put it in now where you can escape if you want to escape, you know? Yeah. yeah. And when I did it, there was a group of us. So we'd all be in a line, right? <laughs> so that's someone's ass in my face. In your face. Right? But, but, but then you have to think when you're, un- when you're in this tunnel underground, and there's someone in front of you and someone behind you, if you start freaking out, you're fucked because you can't escape until you get to that point of where you can escape. You can have a a panic attack. Oh, dude, easily. Easily. And what would happen is the the Vietnamese guy who was working for them, he was the first guy, of course, but he he would just randomly stop. And he'd make you sit in there for like 10, 15 seconds oh my. and then move again. And he was like, he was like, that's how it was. You weren't constantly moving. You'd have to be quiet and stop and, you know? Yeah. You are so adventurous. You are. I mean, I don't know if I, if I do something like that. I'm not claustrophobic, but I mean, it's just weird. That's yeah, not but... the kind of tourism I like, for example. I think I'm a little bit more vanilla than you are. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm not sure. I, I think it's good to see these things, right? Of course, you don't have to go into the tunnels. You can, you have, you can avoid it. There's like a shooting range. You can shoot guns and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. But the, that, that was pretty interesting to see the history. The history of a country is always good. Right. And it's really interesting how they defeated the US. I mean, they don't they don't think they were defeated, but I think they were defeated. In a way. 
dude, when you go there and you see how they used to, oh, dude, like, it was fucking crazy. Like, they, they, they used to have, they still have it now, of course, but once you finish the tunnels and stuff, they'd have, like, huts, and it would show you how they used to kill people, like American soldiers, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, for example, of course, they'd do it for you, but they'd open a door, and when a door opened, like, a huge knife would swing down on top of the door. So if, so if anyone opened the door and walked in, the knife would fall and go straight through their neck, right? Or there'd be things where, like another one where you can open the door and you'd walk in and you'd fall into like a, um, a hole which is full of spikes. Yeah. It's funny. Like I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny how it was like 1960-something, 1970-something, and they defeated them using techniques that were so ancient. And so simple in a way. I mean, we had yeah, technology. That, that's, and guns that's the problem, and though. Whatever. Being, it was only ancient to the West. It wasn't ancient to Asia, right? That jungle warfare is not ancient to them. That's their bread and butter, right? <laughs> that's this is the problem. No, no matter how much technology you've got, when you're fighting, when you're fighting a war against people who are so used to. They're small, they're fast, they're, they can hide. They used Agile. to be in jungles. They used to be in jungles and on trees. And uh, you have no chance. You can have all the technology in the world. They're going to they're gonna destroy you. Yeah. Right? Like, and they're fearless, you know? And that, win and that fearlessness wins wars. Exactly. But it also causes lots of people to die. Yeah, right, so. I don't like wars. I think they're silly. I mean, that's a simple way to put it. But I, I don't think I think wars are nonsense. I mean, yeah, they're interesting to study, but be. it's awful. There's, there's always going to be wars, right? Yeah, as long as there are humans. learning about warfare. Like when you go there, you're learning about their warfare and how they did defeat the Americans. And the... it's pretty interesting. Wow. It is. Mm. And you can see why the, why the Americans found it difficult to defeat them because they were very using very simple techniques on how to how to kill you, right? <laughs> like just in, in brutal ways. Like they were saying, it's brutal. Like it imagine imagine opening a door and suddenly six seven knives come shooting down from the ceiling and just go straight into your neck. It is like, brutal. Like, it's brutal. Whereas America is more like we go in, we'll shoot you. It's very different than someone who would slice your neck open, right? Yeah. It's very different. You're dealing with a different mentality in a way, I presume. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. And then, yeah, so I, was, I did all that stuff. Then I was in Ho Chi Minh. Then I flew from Ho Chi Minh to Hoi An. Which is probably what you would like, like a beach town, right? So I went to a hostel there, this fucking shit hostel there. Um, I didn't really like any of the people there. They were all a bit hippie, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not me, right? <laughs> so I just rented, I mean, I, I rented mean, a city boy, that's not you for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I rented a motorbike and then mm -hmm. I. Not, not a motorbike, but a scooter. Like a, what do you call it in Brazil? Is it a moped or a scooter? 
Uh, the ones that's like. Zzz. I mean, you can call them sco- scooters. Scooters. Scooter, yeah. So go one of them. We don't. We don't call them the, that. We we call them. I mean, there is a specific type here. It's not actually the name of the 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 vehicle, but it's the name of the brand. Like bees. It's like a bees. Oh, okay. Which is a scooter. Okay, okay yeah. Just you can but you need a license to drive those, right? This is oh, you this did. Is, this is Vietnam, bro. This is Vietnam. <laughs> you don't need anything. Um, <laughs> Just I, the money to rent that. Exactly. And, and if the police stop you, 90, 90% of the time, you'll pay them anyway, right? To just leave you alone. Do they um, ask for it or you offer? You just offer it, man. You just offer it. Correct. They'll make it obvious sometimes, though, yeah. So, yeah, I go, go to the beach and stuff. Um, I went out to the beaches. It was pretty nice. Got a nice tan. Saw some beautiful ladies, you know, on the beach. And <laughs> go back. To, and then I do that every single day for like two weeks. Constantly. At this point, your traveling around was like a sabbatical. What do you mean? I mean, like you took a sabbatical year. Where you work, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't even that, bro. I, it was. Just, I was just going with the flow. Just, yeah, but at this point, you were not working. You were just like being a tourist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was just being a tourist right now. Yeah. So I was just floating around, and then I flew from there to Hanoi, which is a city in the north of Vietnam. And um, that Hanoi is really well known. But I didn't like it. I, I don't know what it was. I just fucking hated it there. Like, I was there for no shit, maybe two days. And I was like, done with this place. And I well, why did you back. hate it? I don't know. It was the people, like, the people I met. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, re- I just really liked Ho Chi Minh. Like, where I was, the, where I was staying in Ho Chi Minh was such a good location. I made friends. I made Vietnamese friends. So I was being taken to all of these cool bars and stuff that not many locals, I mean, not many gringos would go to, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when I went to Hanoi, I was a bit like, oh, like this place is so busy. I don't know where anything is. Like the people in my hostel were just fucking annoying. Like, oh, I can't explain how this annoying me. And I was like, I just want to be back where I'm comfortable. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm about uncomfortable. So I literally, no shit, maybe three days, I flew back from Hanoi all the way back to Ho Chi Minh to the south. <laughs> right? And then, yeah, I stayed there for a few weeks, messing around, traveling, getting drunk, partying, all the good stuff. Do they party hard? If you're in a hostel, they pretty much party hard. But with a hostel, it also depends who is in the hostel at the same time you are, right? I assume you made a lot of gringo friends there, like people from all over the world. Um, I wouldn't say you make friends. You 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 meet cool acquaintances at the time, yeah, because everyone's coming and going, right? Yeah, you're just enjoying the moment together. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and then after Vietnam, I then went somewhere else. But we'll save that story for another day. Yeah, we will. <laughs> well, it's so interesting talking about that. I mean, talking about living abroad and all the advent- adventures. 
I mean, you yeah. lived, you had a lot of those. Yeah. And that's yeah, really true. nice. The perks of being a gypsy. Exactly. I've got lots of stories that I can tell. If people want to hear more about the stories and some crazy stuff I've seen. Um, yeah. If we were on YouTube, I would say, like, you should like and subscribe for more. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What can people do to ask for more? How can I let you know? Well, I don't know. I mean, through Instagram? I don't know. I mean, this is my very first time doing this. That's so I'm, true. I'm new okay, so anyone who likes this, and you can say it in Portuguese after, okay? So anyone who likes it and wants to hear more, message Regis. And, or, or, you can, or Regis will post an Instagram post about the podcast and leave a comment. Yeah, I will. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post there a little bit of this. Just to give them the taste. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Because it was yeah. a pretty interesting conversation. I really liked it. Yeah. And then next time, hopefully, we can take it all away and go, go deep into it. And, of course, if people have questions, leave your questions about anything due to traveling, and I'll answer you, okay? That'd be great. That'd be great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them. I'm going to post there. I'm going to say, like, if you have questions, just leave the questions here, and we're going to answer them. I mean, okay. not me. You are going to answer them. You're <laughs> yeah. the gypsy. Exactly. I wish I was a gypsy life. as well. But there is still time, right? When this pandemic is over. Time and time, yeah. Time and money, man. That's all you need. Yeah, time and money. Yeah. Money is a little even, bit you more don't even need. Exactly. Exactly. That's why a lot of people go to these cheap places, right? Yeah, but you can always work and save money, just like you did. Exactly. Well, but. We'll get into that. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. It was no really problem. nice talking to you. It's always nice talking to you. You too. Even when we bicker. <laughs> yes, exactly. When we have our arguments, but we're still here. Going strong. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this again. Let's see. What our arguments are funny. Yeah, People would yeah. enjoy those as well. Maybe one day. Maybe one day Maybe we one can day. have a live yeah. argument. Yeah. We're going to have live bickering. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. so yeah thank you and i guess you're going to finish this in portuguese right yeah thank you night. thank you it was Lovely. really 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 nice talking to you you too bro então, pessoal, foi isso. Eu conversei aqui com o meu amigo Sam. Se vocês tiverem alguma pergunta, alguma coisa que vocês queiram saber para o próximo podcast, só deixar as perguntas no Instagram. Eu vou postar esse podcast no Instagram também. É, e a gente vai falar um pouquinho mais, porque ele não ficou só no Vietnã, ele foi para outros lugares também. A gente vai falar mais disso na parte 2 desse podcast. Obrigado por todo mundo que ouviu. Thank you and see you. Obrigado e vejo Obrigado. vocês. Obrigado. <risos> bye, bye. See you. Bye, bye.